We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They've been one of the best teams in the NBA for a couple of months now. Had an early 21-point lead, and the Knicks on the second half of a back-to-back after a gut-wrenching loss last night at home in overtime to the Clippers, overcome that deficit and pull off this comeback. That's my fucking basketball team. Let's go. How you doing? Yes. <laughs> yeah! This team, this fucking team, put me in an early grave. Oh, my God. What are we doing anymore? Oof. Hi, friends. The Knicks win. I don't know how they won. I really don't know how they won. But they won. Against the Philadelphia 76ers team that has been playing as well as any team in basketball over the last, oh, I don't know, two, two and a half months. Um, by a final score of 108-97. Heart. Just heart. That's all it is. It's just heart. Coming off of what has to be... It wasn't the most devastating loss they've had all year. I won't go that far. It was right there. And that loss, after that comeback in the fourth quarter, and we sat here and we lamented it. I lamented it. We all lamented it. I When they went down by 21 in the first quarter, I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I know I went on the live stream last night and I talked about how great it was that they never give up and they never give in and heart, 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 fight, 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 rah, 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 all that bullshit. They were down by 21. I was already thinking about, okay, uh, how am I going to spin this one after the game to give them a pass? Because you could you could understand it, right? You could understand it in that sort of situation. And they just they just they don't take the bait. They refuse. And I think if you're looking for reasons to be excited about something more than this game, because as New York sports fans, that's what we always think about. We're always about more it has to be more than about this game. It has to be about the bigger picture. To have the sort of organizational culture where 
your one of your top guys, ostensibly, <laughs> my favorite word, goes down. And like, look, that's RJ, has he had the best season? No. And I'm sure RJ is going to come up a lot tonight um, in ways fair and unfair. But like they rely on him, you know, they rely on him. They know he could plug him in there and him being out, you know, it shifts their plans for them to have an organizational culture where it is truly next man up. And I think the one thing, one of the things you could talk about is having defined this next season. And it's funny because I wrote about Tibbs is kind of more appropriate as a football coach than a basketball coach a, a few weeks ago when he got his hundredth Nick win is the kind of next, next man up mentality. That's a, that's a football mentality. And that is the mentality that this team has. And to see the bench, the bench inspire the 17 run that got them back in the game. But to me, you know, even after that run happened and they like were within a few points and the whole thing, um, I was like, okay, great. They're not going to get blown out tonight. Probably they'll probably get, you know, pushed around in the fourth quarter and maybe the final margins by 10 or 12 or 15 points, kind of similar to what we saw on Christmas. Um, I was like, all right, that's fine. At least you didn't go down without swinging. That wasn't enough for them. That wasn't enough. They just kept at it, despite the fact that they were missing their guy who people have been asking me all year. All year, people have been asking me about Mitchell Robinson. Oh, do you think he could get in the all-defense race? And I, I always come back with the same thing. Well, that's going to be kind of tough with the league that has Bam out of bio and the guy they played tonight, Joel Embiid. They didn't have that guy tonight. They didn't have him. They had Isaiah Hardenstein and a second-year player in Jericho Sims against that monster who for a while there was convincing me that he's probably going to be the MVP this year. Um, and he could win it. He absolutely could win it. And for them to stay at it and stay at it and stay at it, they got punched in the mouth again in the third quarter. And again, they fought back. And then they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. That is what this team does. That is how they are built. That is their ethos. That is the only way that you could explain this season in which they have taken body blow after body blow after unrelenting body blow because we feel it too. I'm thinking about Jericho Sims falling on the ground. Look, he fell on his face after he got fouled on that play. My goodness gracious, Jericho Sims. Um, And they just keep coming back for more. And that's a credit to everybody in the organization. And it's a credit to the leaders on the roster and they got hit in the mouth last year and they wilted this year. What's the difference? Well, Jalen Brunson, he's a difference and Jalen Brunson, he didn't have the best game statistically and he's certainly not the headliner for this game. And I, I feel a little bit bad that he's the first guy I'm bringing up. He had 21 points on 16 shots. Didn't shoot it particularly well, but like, again, we're going big picture. Jalen Brunson's the first guy you you bring up. But again, Jalen Brunson, a lot of players, I think, oh, you know, snubbed, no all-star appearance, fourth quarter, close game. I'm going to make sure I'm the one taking the shots. It's not Jalen Brunson's style. I'll get Harden switched on to me, which he did repeatedly again and again and again and again. And I'll break him down repeatedly again and again and again and again. But then I'm going to make the right pass. I'm going to make the kick out. And then finally they had to start 
hard doubling him and they had to put the ball in Julius Randle's hands and credit to Julius Randle, another one of this team's leaders. And um, someone in the Substack uh, chat app was talking, mentioned earlier today that they've turned the corner on Randle because they could tell after that Clippers game last night, he hates losing. And you could tell he hates losing. Those are the team's leaders, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. You don't win a game like tonight without real leadership on your roster. But with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, and even with all due respect to Julius Randle, again, who had a very nice game, this was not about Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Uh, it's everybody played well. Just make that very clear. Everybody played well. Three guys. And they have been, and again, it goes back to the theme of this. They have been maligned and tossed aside and people have wanted them either traded or excised from the rotation at different points in time this year. Isaiah Hardenstein, Deuce McBride, and Evan Fournier. And those three dudes came up absolutely massive tonight. Um, I will start with McBride because McBride is a fan favorite. You know, people love McBride, but at the same time, like there is definitely also been a healthy amount of skepticism. Like, look, this is a, a, a guy who plays the point guard position. He just, he's been kind of an offensive, not zero for most of the year, but an offensive minus, shall we say. And it's this constant push and pull of, well, do we, kick him out of the rotation for a guy who's going to help us more win now. And he, again, all these players hear all of this stuff. He hears all of it, not to let it phase him. And instead of let it not let it, you know, instead of letting it phase him to keep improving and improving and improving to the point where your coach leaves you on the floor ahead of Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes to close the game out. And I understand, um, who is it that got back on the floor? Grimes got back on the floor when Fournier fouled out. But like it was Deuce on there. He didn't want to take Deuce off the floor. And Deuce earned that. Deuce earned his 23 minutes tonight. Again, it was only three of eight from the field, three of six um, from three, but 14 massive points. And I think Tibbs probably appreciated the fact that his mentality when he got into the game in the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, whenever it was, that's what helped change the game. Um, so shout out Deuce McBride. Isaiah Hardenstein, man. I, I stopped for a while there. Every time he went up for what I considered a contested defensive rebound, I was writing it down. I was writing it down. I was writing it down. After a while, I just stopped writing him down. I'm like, this dude's getting every contested rebound in the building tonight. And how many times have we do we sit here and watch this team and count the seconds until Isaiah Hardenstein got out of the game? Because it felt like if there was a rebound, if anybody else on another team, a fan in the stands, maybe be near a, a contested rebound, the other person would have gotten instead of Hardenstein. Well, guess who showed up? And I don't know if it was, it was, you know, some talk about an a injury was maybe holding him back over the beginning of the season. Maybe that was it. I don't know, but he's been a different player over the last week and a half or so. And to say they don't win this game without Isaiah Hardenstein is another understatement. He was, it, it shows how a guy, Two points, 14 rebounds, two points. Was he the most important player in this game? I, honestly, like, I, look, Embiid's going to do what Embiid's going to do regardless of who's guarding him. The dude had 31 points on 16 shots. But, like, Hardenstein gave it his all. 
And he did what was required of him tonight. If he wasn't the player of this game, then Evan Fournier was. And let me spend a minute on Evan Fournier and then we'll we'll get to um moment of the game and then the super chats. My God, I I was I was like <laughs> I, I usually record everything or not record, but like I type down everything on my phone um, up until like right really towards the end of the game. And I, the end of this game, I was just like, I didn't want to set up for the podcast. I, I didn't want to go near my phone. I was just, I wanted to get out of my normal routine. I was like, I need to change something up to make this result of this game different than the result of every game that has gone this way. And it wasn't until, honestly, Sims and a nice game from Jericho Sims, too. It wasn't until Sims, like, honestly, even after the the dunk that the announcers called the explanation, the exclamation point, and they were like, exclamation point on the win. I was like, whoa, hold on. You haven't watched enough Nick games this year. I think it was after the subsequent Philly miss. And then we came back and maybe were fouled or something. Because um, I just was, I, I didn't believe it was actually going to happen. I just... I still can't believe they won this fucking game. Anyway, Evan Fournier. Um, man, Evan Fournier is a good basketball player. Like, we we say it. People say it as like a piece of evidence when they're trying to justify why he doesn't stink. And there have been a lot of... Well, actually, no. There have been a lot of people that have tried to justify why he doesn't stink over the last year and a half because most Nick fans are just like, he stinks. Get him out of here. But for a while there, there was a legitimate back and forth about Evan Fournier and the people who would try to justify why he was actually good um, and and doesn't stink would refer back to like, look, this is this is a dude who's the best player on the floor for his team. And, you know, maybe at times period for brief stretches against Team USA, you know, against guys like, you know, like Kevin Durant. And this guy could hold his own. And we it became a talking point so much that we, it, it kind of lost its meaning. It was like, yeah, we know what he did in the Olympics and we know what he does world basketball championships and the whole thing. Um, and we just kind of forget about it. Like, but think about that for a second. Is a dude that's been sitting on the bench, not playing basketball for a slightly better than mediocre, maybe, maybe good basketball team over the last two months. And like none of us have had an issue with it because we saw how Evan Fournier played at the beginning of this year and he wasn't good. Like he wasn't good on either end of the floor. He wasn't shooting well. Like his he really noticed his defense and he wasn't making good decisions or anything really. And and we just kind of forgot about him until ironically a couple of days ago when there was a report that he might get traded to Utah. Um, but that dude still has a lot of pride and he still has a lot of talent. And it was funny coming down the stretch of that fourth quarter. I was like, how can we get the ball in Fournier's hands with a semi-open look? That's all I was thinking. And he, he finishes the game with five makes and eight attempts from three, 17 points. What can you say? It's the Evan Fournier game as far as I'm concerned. And, and maybe it's a little bit too much to, to, to call it that with everything else that's going on and the other performances, but I'm going to, I'm, I will remember this as the Evan Fournier game. I know the, the, the Celtics double overtime win to start last season kind of has uh rights on Evan Fournier game, but like, you know, you could, we could also refer to that as the double over double overtime season opener against the Celtics. Um, This, this was the Evan Fournier game. 
and he deserves this because it was not a great situation coming into this year. Like everybody knew, which meant he obviously knew that the team went into camp with the intention of putting him on the bench and taking away his starting job and giving it to Quentin Grimes. And we all love Quentin Grimes here. And there's a reason there are multiple reasons why the organization was right to want to do that. But it doesn't mean it's easy for Fournier. So like, again, all the credit in the world to him. Um, I could keep going on and on about things that I loved about what the Knicks did tonight. Again, as it always is, it's not perfect. It's never perfect. The moment where they couldn't, the, excuse me, the multiple moments where they couldn't get the ball up the court, but the one where Brunson throws the pass to Deuce and Deuce, I don't know, maybe when he wasn't, when he was taking some reps off as his court uh, as from quarterback position, because he was a, as a football background, maybe he was just fucking around and played a couple reps at wide receiver. I don't know what, how he, that's like, a, that was a toe, that was like a toe catch, a sideline catch in the NFL, what he did. One hand up, keep my feet in bounds, get it to the next guy. That's what that was. And he did it. He pulled it off. And thank God for him. Uh, bought us another 10, 15 seconds or whatever it was. Um, did it make a difference? Who knows? But like, man, I don't know what it is about this team. You know, I say it all the time, you know, this, this fucking team. Um, but it's, it's real. They're just, they're not perfect. They're so far from perfect. My Lord, are they so far from perfect? But they are. They are a team that every Nick fan, every real Nick fan who is watching the game and is able to, you know, put their agendas aside and just, just enjoy a team that should make every Nick fan proud. Tonight was a night. If you're a Nick fan, you could be proud. And I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else you could want. Yeah, you know, I know we're not winning anything this year, but proud of this team. Really am. Good job by them. All right. Don't get emotional for now. Um, let us, uh, should we go to moment of the game? What do you think, Justin? Got Justin on the ones and twos tonight. Andrew Claudio. Andrew Claudio, man. Missed, missed a weekend. Talk about a weekend to take off. My goodness gracious. Um, I am going to try to do the cobble together between my notes and, and the play-by-play of the game. Uh, so one play of the game, I... Mm, should we do that? Okay, here's what we're going to do. The Fournier, the second Fournier three after the two offensive rebounds, I think has to be the first candidate for a play of the game. Um, that made it, that was when the Knicks had, it was at 94 points at that point, And it gave them, hold on, put them up 94, 88. So it was a three point game. And that made it a six point game with four forty four left. That was moment of the game. Um, number one moment of the game. Number two was the play that was, um, there were a couple of nice passes on the play. There was some nice ball movement on the play. It was followed in Isaiah Hardenstein offensive rebound off of Jalen Brunson missed free throw. Make your free throws, guys. Please make your free throws. Um, and then it went to Fournier, and Fournier attacked the closeout perfectly and found Deuce in the corner, and then Deuce McBride makes the three. That is our second moment of the game. And for our third moment of the game, 
I will go with. I kind of, you know what? He didn't have a great game. He didn't have a great game. But when they hard, when they hard, when they doubled Brunson near half court and they got the ball out of his hands and put the ball in Julius Randle's hands with first, it was 218 left and then it was 148 left. Like that was right around the danger zone. They were up by eight in each of those possessions. And God knows an eight point lead for this team with two eighteen to go, or for that matter, with one forty eight to go is nothing. It is nothing. We watched the game three nights ago or four nights ago, whatever Miami game was in which a five point lead with five seconds left. was nothing. You think an eight point lead with about two minutes to go is anything. Julius Randall came back, came down with, uh, or came through, I should say with two consecutive um, buckets on drives that were just really, you know, just like, an all-star putting his head down and making a tough shot both times. Um, so I will go with the second one. How about that? So those are our three moments of the game. Um, what else we got? Oh, uh, personal injury report presented by our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Do not forget if you have a possible case, you want to call veteran attorneys. You do not want to call rookies, even though the young guys on this team are pretty good. Um, put your case in the hands of a veteran, free consultations. Um, so call them up. They won't charge you a dime for talking about your case. The number, of course, 212-366-6100. Once again, 212-366-6100 or visit com for more information. Prior results do not guarantee future outcome. Call them. You won't be disappointed. Um, Mitchell Robinson, no new update. Get that out of the way. The big news in terms of the personal injury report tonight is R.J. Barrett. So immediately when he was listed as doubtful for the game, quite literally about 10 seconds before tip off, I was one of the people that was having trouble getting the game on because I had, you know, there was fucking flag football on ESPN. Good job, ESPN, really. Um, so I was waiting for it to come on ESPN news and I was had my laptop open the whole thing. So like, I, I don't know exactly when it was, but it felt like it was about 10 seconds before tip off where Nick's PR was like, RJ Barrett was doubtful. Um, how, how can I phrase this? There was some, there's some rumor mongering going on perhaps about, Oh, really doubtful with an illness. You don't say, um, you know, thinking that he might've been traded from everything I know, and I feel like I could say this pretty rock solidly, RJ Barrett is sick. He's legitimately sick. This is not related to any trade. So um, we hope RJ Barrett gets better. Um, the Knicks have a light week in front of them in terms of games. They have do, 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 do. Tuesday against Orlando, and then they don't play again until Friday. I don't know how sick he is. Friday's at Philly. Maybe they give him, you know, essentially five days off, um, and they don't play him until Philly. Maybe they play him in Orlando. I don't know. We'll see.
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, okay, so on that note, I think I think we've fulfilled all the pregame obligations. Let us get to the super chats. I can't wait to see where the where the super chats go tonight. First one from Frank Miranda. Oh my god! I, I, I what is Frank going to be? Is Frank going to be positive or is Frank going to be negative? If he's negative to start us off tonight, Frank, I'm going to be very upset with you. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. As a resident Tib detractor, I have to give him a ton of credit for having these guys ready to play tonight and great game plan and seeking and attacking hard in hashtag free Fournier. Frank, I love you, man. That could have been a bit. We should have said if we would have set that up, I would have been really proud of myself, but we didn't. No, I mean, like, look, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about a team that gets it to the point where coming off a loss like that, um, they, and and then falling down by 21, they don't let go of the rope. I have to think it has something to do with coaching, you know, but you know, we don't know that for sure. Um, It might just have to do with the guys in this locker room. You know, it may have to do with the guys in the locker room. And I think it has a lot to do with the guys in the locker room. So just great job by the entire team. You win as a team, you lose as a team, you come back from, being down 21 as a team and you rebound from horrible losses as a team. Um, I did enjoy the guy, the game plan attacking Harden. I actually, it's crazy to say, cause they came out and they gave a million points in the first quarter. I, I really enjoyed the, the defensive game plan as well tonight. Um, I thought they were active. I thought their choices were wise choices. I think as, as Benji was pointing out on Twitter and as usual, Benji is spot on with all this stuff. Um, the only issues that I had with the defense was that they were fouling a ton. They weren't being smart with their hands. And um, it almost cost them because the, the the Sixers were in the penalty a lot. But other than that, the game plan 
game plan both ways was solid, you know. And again, this is a good Philly defense. This is not an easy Philly defense to score against, especially when they have Embiid in there. And even when Embiid's out, they're not, you know, exactly a picnic. Thank you, Frank. That was a great way to start us off. Thank you. Haitian Ferg. I don't care what y'all say about my coach. Rivers got out coached tonight. Ben showed up adjustments in the second half, defensive intensity after a back to back 50, 50 balls, all of it. So proud. Let's go Knicks. I'm getting into the bloodstream. Apparently all these people, it's like uh, the last of us, which I obviously have not watched yet. I'm very excited to watch episode four of the last of us, but I think something I'm like, uh, what do they call it? Carson, Car, Car, Carson, Car, I was going to say cardigan and I was going to say carcinogen, whatever the, the stuff that gets in the stream that turns everybody into, into mushroom people. I've done that. I've incepted people. And now people are going to start being pro tibs and then their brains are going to start to explode from their heads. Cause that's what being pro tibs does. Uh, little known fact. Um, but yeah, no, they were ready to play tonight. And I, and I really like the effort and the energy. I mean, the Sixers had, Eight offensive rebounds. The Knicks had 14. 14 offensive rebounds. Four from Randall. Four from Sims. Four from Hardenstein. That's big time stuff, man. That's big time stuff. As far as Doc Rivers coaching, I mean, look, I don't want to throw Doc Rivers under the bus. I think Doc Rivers is probably a better coach than he gets credit for. Um, I mean, again, he's coached the best team in the league over the last few months. Obviously, they're talented. Has something to do with it. But I think the game changed when he had both. And again, Benji pointed this out as well on Twitter when um, he sat Harden and Embiid together in the whatever it was in the end of the first quarter, the beginning of the second quarter. Like if you have those two guys, maybe you know, <laughs> maybe do do a little bit more staggering, especially since you also have on your team a guy like Tobias Harris and and a guy like Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris in particular who. I'm pretty sure is is itching for a bigger role. Um, so look, he's got a lot of balls in the air. He's he's maybe not always juggling them perfectly, but yeah, I think tonight, yeah, for sure. Tibbs out coached him tonight. Thanks, Haitian. Really appreciate that as always. Um, love your energy. Hamdy M, what's going on, Hamdy? Last night you talked about heart. This team plays with so much heart. Just needed the wins to follow. So many guys contributed. Total team win. Hashtag I heart you. Oh, man, if it wasn't the Fournier game, I might want to name the newsletter that tomorrow. Um, hashtag father of McBride. That's good. Good movie. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'd like to. I, I, that's a great movie. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of like. The winds following. <laughs> I don't know. We we've spent a lot of time talking about that. I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. Like why, you know, we like, look, I don't, we don't need to go the, the go over the issues. This team has closing out games. We know what they are. Is it a matter of needing to play together more? Is it a matter of, they don't, you know, practice these situations enough. Is it a, is it a matter of like guys are young for the most part on the team guys are in positions they haven't been before. Is it a matter of this coach isn't very good closing out games in tight situations. Is it a matter of, you know, certain players on the team might not be their strength in terms of decision-making and situational awareness and all those sorts of things. I don't know, but I do have to think that the more times you are in those sorts of situations, the better you'll do. I do have to think that. And like, look, 
we we lambasted them after the at the end of the Laker game, right? We we killed them at the end of the Laker game. That was one play, and it was a bad. It was a terrible play, horrible play. But it was one play. Think about the last four games, though. Other than that one play, they were down by six late against the Lakers. Came back and were in a position to take the lead. They beat the Heat. You know, not convincingly down the stretch, but like they clearly made enough plays down the stretch. The last five seconds aside, but no, they made a lot of plays down the stretch. Then the Clipper game, they made every play down the stretch until literally there was no time left on the clock. And then tonight, again, a couple of dicey moments, but they made the plays. Maybe what we're seeing is growth. I hope so. I hope so. Because if this team could figure out how to win more of these sorts of games, well, then that's a real basketball team because they're, forgive me for saying this, they're well coached. They have some talent. They have not as much depth as they probably would like to, but it's solid depth. And um, they know their roles and they're prepared every night, you know, they, not perfect team, but they could be a, you know, they could be a feisty team. That's for sure. Thanks, Hamdi. Sam Garcia, what a comeback, John. I love it when the Garcia family checks in. Makes me so happy. Um, checks into my 29 and 26 New York Knickerbockers. One win away from doing what I asked them to do. And now, of course, I'm going to get get greedy. I want, I want over 500 before the All-Star break. I shouldn't get greedy. But I feel pretty good about that. Now. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it, as always. Zach Horowitz, what's going on, Zach? Knicks are good and getting better in every game. Um, as I keep seeing tweets pop up on my phone, uh, everybody is uh, getting there inside the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes articles out. I guess, um, I guess uh, Kyrie's mom or stepmom, I guess it was, decided to give her, give her, give her interviews. Um, Anyway, yeah, um, I think they're getting better. I think they're getting better. I think they're growing. I think they're learning. Just go back to December, what the Mavs game, December 3rd. Since that game, since that game, they've had a couple of games where they weren't in. And it was the Mitch injury when they had to readjust. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it was right around. It was when they lost Mitch and then the games that came immediately after that. That is that was the adjustment period for them. Other than that, the last the last two right two months, two months, just really solid basketball team, really solid. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Kyle Crawford, what's going on, Kyle? This is payback for that Empire State Building BS. Look, I'm not a Giant fan, but so I didn't really care about the Eagles' chance tonight. But that was something. No, you can't be having. Fucking Philly colors on the Empire State Building. It's the Empire State Building. King Kong was an Eagles fan. He's a Giants fan. The fuck? Green. Green is the color of vomit. Blue is the color of strength. There you go. That's my take. It's my analysis. Robert Cross. Hi, Robert. Good to hear from you. Is it fair and reasonable to say that the Sixers aren't going to win a goddamn thing? If so, who gives a crap? Hashtag 53 wins. I like when Robert, like he's made himself like the clown prince of KFS. 
Oh, Andrew just texted me. Oops. Oops. Jets green is fine. Is that a different shade of green, Andrew? Sorry. Oh, and you also told me cordyceps. Thank you for that as well. I wasn't checking my phone. I'll have my I'll have my text open now, Andrew. Um, I like yeah. You so Robert, you make yourself out to be the clown prince of KFS, and you ask these sneaky like good questions. Um, if you ask me to pick a favorite to come out of the East right now, man, I got to tell you, I before tonight I probably would have picked Philly. Uh, I still might pick Philly. I I know you're maybe that's not the answer you wanted. I, if I knew more about um, Middleton's injury status, I would happily pick Milwaukee. I would have zero hesitation picking Milwaukee. I have more faith in a healthy Milwaukee team than I do any other team because of the Middleton thing. And because I have questions about how, um, how uh, Boston is going to, is going to be able to guard and bead. Um, and I think I actually think Philly is going to be able to guard Boston pretty well. If those two teams meet up, I, I might still say Philly. So there's some part of me that I, I don't want to say Boston. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Boston's getting back to the finals. So I think it depends on Middleton. So Philly or Milwaukee is my answer. Sorry. Uh, thanks, Robert. Appreciate it as always. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? I missed all the games since the one before Boston. So this was a fun one to watch after missing several. Great night from Julius, iHeart, and Evan. Let's go Knicks. Love the positivity. As always, Jessica, you are the best. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing okay. Um Good one to come back to, for sure. Definitely a good one to come back to. I just checking now about uh, for the NBA the standings. Half a game back in Milwaukee, game and a half up on Atlanta. Man, I really, really want to get in on that six seed. Really do. All right, next up, Dan Hidalgo. When was the last time we got blown out? We compete. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Um, it is because the. I think it's a little deceiving because I think the Wizards game down the stretch, they made it a little closer than it probably really was. Um, So the Wizards loss, the final score was 116-105. like that was a fake comeback attempt at the end, but that was it. There were, there were, there were moments in the fourth quarter. Do you count the Atlanta game as a blowout? Because if you don't count the Atlanta game as a blowout, the last blowout was the Mavs game over two months ago. If you count the Atlanta game on January 20th as a blowout and that game ended, it was a 15 point margin. Here's the thing about that game though. That game was a, a two point game, excuse me, a one point game at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then their offense stopped doing anything. And then the, the Atlanta defense or uh, offense took off. Um, so like, but even that game, like I'm looking at it right now, they, you know, the Knicks got to within, they made it a little, they got it 131, 120 with 146 to go. So that's not a blowout, you know? So yeah, I think it's been. I think it's fair to say it's been two months. It's been two months since this team has gotten blown out. 
Credit to them. Credit to them. Thanks, Dan. Zach with another one. What a transformation by iHeart. Maybe even Evan French baguette. I'm so excited for this team when Mitch gets back specifically because of what Hardenstein's been doing. Um, as for Evan, I'm shaking my head. It's fun. Like, here's the other thing about this game and the, um, what was it? The Miami game, right? The Miami game uh, without, without uh, Jalen Brunson. Evan defended. Evan defended in the Miami game. And Evan defended in this game tonight. That was, that's always been like, you know, the shot's going to come around. The shot's not the issue. We know he's going to shoot it. But if he bears down and he gets into it on defense just enough, like that's a, that dude should be in an NBA rotation. Now they're going with an IMA rotation right now. They're involved in trade talks. Evan Fournier is involved in trade talks. I, I don't, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that front office. I really would. I don't envy them in the next, whatever it is, five days. Do not envy them one bit about what they're going to do. Maybe they just stay put. Find Cam a new home and stay put otherwise. Might be the best move. Sometimes doing nothing is the best move. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Juanan, what's going on, Juanan? If you're complaining after tonight, please get the fuck out of here. Great team win. This is just a tiny bit sweeter, too. Knowing Kyrie got traded to InfoWars Central. GMAC, can we get a laugh? I'm laughing. It's funny. Again, GMAC's off tonight. He's laughing wherever he is. I will laugh on behalf of him. I'm not good at fake laughs. Ha. That was a good laugh. That was a shitty laugh. Andrew's probably shaking his head right now. Um, I'm laughing on the inside. Um, I'm laughing on the inside, and I'll I'll speak briefly on this. You know, and we, I said this a little bit on the pod the other day that we did the emergency pod when Kyrie requested a trade. <laughs> can I show the folks at home this? Is Andrew? Oh, you, I don't know if people can see it. No, he just sent a bunch of ha's. He's that kind of guy. Um, you know, when you when you give the keys to your franchise to a player who is maybe not the most stable guy, um, it could wreak havoc on your franchise. And like it's funny, along the way, like this has gotten to the point where I actually feel bad for the Nets. Uh, that they've had that they've been in this position. And like I actually think they did a pretty good job getting what they got in not only I mean Dinwiddie and and um Dorian Finney-Smith, that's a good return in terms of players. If you would have told me they just got that, I would have been like, okay, second round picks. Hey, let's pop the champagne. To get a distant, unprotected first round pick, that's... I mean, it, it. but at the same time, it also shows you that there was that... Like, they wouldn't have offered that if there wasn't competition for his services, and I'm sure there was. And I know there's a bunch of articles that just came out, and I think I caught wind of a tweet that said, like, the Suns offered Chris Paul, you know... Um, <laughs> Imagine being Chris Paul going back into that front office suite or whatever. Ooh. So lots of shit going on. Um, as for Kyrie, you guys know I'm not a fan. Um, I I just look forward to seeing him wreak havoc from afar on basketball teams that are not mine. 
I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Shunan. Appreciate it. Good comment as always. Keith, what's going on, Keith? What a win, Mac. So proud of the effort from our guys tonight. I have to give a shout out to Fournier as well. Way to be a pro. All the shouts to Fournier, 100%. As I kick my daughter's toy truck underneath here. Also, big shouts to Hardenstein and Deuce, who are both playing much better lately. Let's fucking go. I mean, if you go through it now, we were, I mean, it became for a couple weeks there, it became the talking point. They got six guys. They don't have anybody else. They got six guys. That's it. Hardenstein now. Once Mitch comes back. Ed Hardenstein, hopefully. Deuce, if you can rely on Deuce. Does Fournier become a part of this? And the guy we haven't mentioned, which I feel like this trade di- deadline is going to be defined by him, is Obi Toppin. What do they do with him? Like, came up with big three tonight. Had some nice moments. He's had some nice moments lately. I know there are times throughout games where you watch him and you're like, man, have they broken him? Has the has the coach broken him? Has the franchise broken him? Is he is he broken, period? But then he makes plays. He keeps making plays. He seems to love being a part of this team. Uh, you know, I... I but, like, I don't, I'm not worried about Obi. Obi comes in, he g- gives you good minutes. Um, so yeah, just real good efforts all around from everybody. Everybody's staying ready. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it. Robert Cross with another one. Never gives up on the bit. First time, long time, John. Deuce McBride, future sixth man of the year, question mark. This guy stays in the rotation or the TV goes out the window. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, okay. Obi's the biggest question mark that I have going into the trade deadline, whether or not they, and it's related, right? Because if they, if they trade Obi, almost certainly they are bringing back a player or players to take up minutes in the rotation, probably not only for Obi, but I, if, if you believe the rumored Utah deal that, I mean, you'd think that that those would be McBride's minutes too, that those are going to take, um, I've, I've waffled on this. Admittedly, I've waffled on this about whether they should make a trade that doesn't give up to McBride, but that takes his minutes from the rotation. I'm 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 back over to the other side. Keep keep playing the kid. Keep playing the kid because he, here's the thing: there was a point in time not too long ago where you watched him and you're like, man, maybe he's gotten a little bit better this year, but like. Maybe he just needs another summer to rework the jump shot. Maybe that's what he needs. Maybe these minutes, while not, while not not valuable, the value does not outweigh the opportunity cost of potentially replacing those minutes with the minutes of someone who you know will help the team consistently on both ends of the floor. I think we've gone to the other side of the mountain now where he's doing enough on offense because now this is three straight games. I'm pretty sure it's three. Did he hit two threes tonight? He hit three threes tonight. Bad job by me for not remembering that. He had three threes tonight. This is three straight games with multiple made three-pointers following a stretch of 10 games in 11, 10 out of 11 games in which he did not make a three-pointer, where he took the three-pointer, at least one three-pointer in every one of those games and he didn't make Bupkis in 10 out of 11. Now he's made multiple three-pointers in three games straight. That's enough for me. 
Three game sample size, small sample size. I don't care. I'm good. Keep him in the rotation. Let's go. Thanks, Robert. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.